how to lose a podcast co-host in how long have we been doing this podcast? Two and a half years? Three, three years, going on four. Three. <laughs> wow. This is Elenium Cannon. I'm Kira. Uh, I'm Adam. That yeah, that's how you lose me. You um you forget how long we've been doing this. Uh, yeah. And would you believe it or not that this is an Adam pick, not a Kira pick? Uh, yeah. Would you believe me if I said I've never seen this movie before? How is that true? I don't get that. I don't. I don't get it either. <laughs> Sometimes crazy things happen. Well, I guess we're gonna jump right into it. I had. I mean, we're really, really jumping right into it. Um, You've been I had not to do this movie for two months. Well, I had been asking to do it for two months because I watched it with my girlfriend, I believe, at, like, the beginning of the year, like, right around New Year's, if I'm not mistaken. And um, because I remember she was asking to watch it because I think it was going off of Netflix. That mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, okay, let's watch it. And... Um, and I, I like, I wasn't like trying to avoid the movie or anything. I just think I was like, I hate like a, like watch by date. I hate that like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I hate like that streaming services like do that. I mean, I get that like they don't have a choice, but like, it's annoying. But whatever. Um, so At we least watch- they warn you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so we watched it like uh, like a month, almost two months ago. And I wanted, I was kind of advocating for it, not because so much that I had any nostalgia for it, because I didn't. It was my first time watching it, um, but because I knew it was Zillennial. And I know people um, like our age that love this movie, that like kind of regarded as their Zillennial rom-com. So like, I know there's like an audience for this movie. And um, and I was looking at the box office earlier, like it made like 150 million, like at the box office, which is like, yeah, you know, take it's me crazy back to for rom-com. like what is it, two thousand four or something? This came out two thousand three. Like, mm-hmm. take me back to like when a rom-com could do that. Um, but like he made a hundred domestically. That's fucking nuts. That's that's pretty big. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. With all that being said, I I knew it was a big movie. It's a movie I've always like. The title has weirdly always been in my mind. Yeah. Even before I could like associate a cast or a movie with it if that makes sense. Like, it's a title I've always heard. Yeah. Um, so, like... I feel like and, the poster is very iconic, also. It is, yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, the blockbuster Hollywood video in me talking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I definitely have seen it, like, walking down, like, aisles of stores. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, a video rental or, like, even Walmart or Target. You know, I feel like this is, like, definitely, like, a Target, like, in the rom-com section. Like, you would, like, walk yeah, past Yeah, like, the it. $5 DVD rack. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like, a, and also like, it's a, probably a Bravo, you know, or yeah, a TV. certified Wii TV classic. Yeah. So yeah, it's a movie that like has always been on cable, been in the DVD aisle, you know, but I never watched it because you know why would I? And yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I so I watched it, wasn't dreading it, but wasn't like hyped either. And Kira, I have to say, I thought this movie was really fun. I had a really good time yeah. with it. Yeah, so um, I sat down today, this morning, actually, to watch it. I explained to Adam before we started recording that I bought myself an iPad. I feel like <laughs> a little baby doing iPad time, uh, screen time. 
<laughs> and I put in my AirPods and I opened up the Paramount Plus app, which this is the first time that I watched a movie for the pod on Paramount Plus, which I've actually been paying for Paramount Plus for probably like eight months now. And I've only ever used it like twice. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, it was on there and I watched it. And when I first started it, because I was like exhausted when I started it. I was like, oh, like, okay, it's just going to be, like, a dumb, like, easy-to-watch rom-com. Then I started struggling because I was like, this is actually something that I want to, like, pay attention to. Yeah. Like, it's actually very good. And I feel like what you were saying about the title and, like, the vibe of it and, like, like, the situational comedy of it, like, it feels almost like an old rom-com. Like, it feels like something that would be like old hollywood mm-hmm. like an old hollywood romp you know yeah i mean like i i get what you're like saying classic but... hollywood actors like it it feels like that type of situation and that type of title like you know what i mean does that make sense i get what you're saying and you're not wrong and i feel like me saying this will like make you think i didn't understand what you said but <laughs> It is an old Hollywood romp because this movie's twenty years old. I mean, it's almost twenty years old. Like next year, no, this year it will be, which is insane. Uh, actually, wait, are we doing this on the anniversary of the movie? Like unintentionally, February seventh. Okay, so like a week out, but oh wow, yeah, last week it was twenty years old. So like, wow. I mean, next year this movie can drink, so it, it's kind of old. Like, <laughs> so I, but I, I do get what you mean. Yeah. Like, it is. I meant I would, old Hollywood in terms of like I get Cary it, yeah. Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I can't um, think of another old Hollywood actor off the top of my head. <laughs> I um I yeah, I think th- I would put this like in the same category as like a hitch or something. Where yeah. it's a movie that's like very specifically about there's like rom coms and then there's like the weird subcategory of rom-coms from like the 2000s and it also like leaned into like the 2010s i would say uh, that are like Mm -hmm. about the battle of the sexes and like uh like kind of like really digging into like gender like norms and like relationship statuses and like cliches and but the thing is like these movies it's not like something new it's something that was invented in the 2000s because you know when harry met sally Mm -hmm. is probably the goat when it comes to that stuff but there was like a definitely a subgenre of it in the 2000s where it wasn't done nearly as good as when Harry met Sally, but there was something like kind of endearing about it. Like, even though like the kind of gender politics of it are kind of weirdly dated and there's like elements to it that are kind of not like they don't hold up like amazingly. There's just something like yeah. so specifically like. I, for like a better word like primal about this movie that's just like man woman <laughs> man he, versus he, woman yeah like literally like it's just so like primal like it's like <laughs> if you like like rom-coms you're like oh yeah like you're, you're like beating your fucking chest like when like they're at the lakers game or something you know it's like yeah it's good like i mean there's like a part i can't remember why but like victoria like left the room like a few times during this movie because she's the one that showed it to me and i like mm-hmm. And she was the one that, like, got on her phone and, like, did other shit while it was on. But I was, like, fully locked into this movie when it was playing. And I thought, like, yeah. there were so many sequences that were, like, genuinely really funny and, like, actually well-written. Um, 
like I I just mentioned it, but like the Lakers scene is so funny. Next. Uh, oh, the Knicks. Sorry, the, sorry. The Lakers are Los Angeles. No, sorry. Which I, I have to say, but speaking of the Knicks, um, it is so nice to see a movie that takes place in New York actually shot in New York be- because that just does not happen anymore. Mm. Yeah. There are no movies made like this anymore, and there are actually no movies made like this anymore. Like, nothing shoots on location in New York. It's all Atlanta. Yeah, or, yeah. like, Toronto or whatever. Isn't it fucking insane that, like, Spider-Man shoots in, New- or in uh, Atlanta? Like, they just make Atlanta look like New York? They actually shot the opening scene of No Way Home on location in New York because Sean saw them shooting. Like, he saw Zendaya and Tom Holland swinging around. Damn. Mm-hmm. He can just do that. But, he can just swing. Yeah, everything else is... Yeah. Um, yeah. They were, like, on, like, a on, like, a crane. And everyone was uh, just like, move along, move it along. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh... But, yeah, so, the, like, I mean, like you said, though, like, it is, like, filmed on location. Kind of, like, I remember, like, how 13 Going on 30 was, like, very much like mm-hmm. a New York, like, set. Like, you can tell it was shot on location. Um, it's the same kind of vibe, I would say. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that joke uh, in, God, what movie? Is the, that, it's that Paul Rudd movie. Um, they're coming together or something. It's, it's him and Amy Poehler. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? What, what's yeah. that movie called? It's like New uh, York is a character. Is it they came together? They came together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The joke of it is like a New York is like New York a character. Is a character. They, say like, they say it like 50 times in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great movie, by the way. Watch it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it. this is definitely like one of those movies where like the conceit of that joke in that movie is based off of movies like this. But mm-hmm. it it's still like endearing even though it's like yeah. a cliche. Like, I love the fact that New York is a character, like, even though it's funny. Like, it's... it's Because, like, at the end, when he's, like, stopping the cab with his bike, you'd know mm-hmm. they're, like, actually on that fucking bridge, you know? Like... Yeah. <laughs> and so, I don't... It's, it's very funny, too, because it is very authentically New York, but then also it's, like, I wrote two notes that were, like, in the 2000s, like, movies that were based in New York are, like... CBGB t-shirt like there's always a guy wearing a CBGB t-shirt and then there's always like a scene where they're just like in Times Square mm-hmm. and that like yeah. doesn't happen but you know it's in New York so they might as well be in Times yeah. Square I also like love that Matthew McConaughey is like the New York guy in this movie and he's like Matthew McConaughey because he has a Texas accent yes. and he's apparently because... from Staten Island <laughs> Yeah, that's what's so funny to me. Well, because at first yeah. I was like, oh, he's like a country boy in the city. But then, like, no, his entire family just, no. like, lives upstate. And I, like, I was like, okay, no, that's fucking Staten funny. Island. That's even crazier. Yeah. He's from Pete I, uh, Davidson's hometown. Yeah, I wonder if he bows to the king of Staten <laughs> Island. Um, <laughs> which, yeah. by the way, I reject that statement. I think there are actually four kings of Staten Island. And uh, it's Sal Murr. Joe oh my god! Um, <laughs> I love those guys. Um, but anyways, I think 
I think that's the one thing that would make this movie better if the Impractical Jokers if showed up. The Impractical Jokers are like his brothers. Well, they're just like <laughs> they they're tell just him like they're like next door neighbors. They no, they're like in, they have like an earpiece in Kate Hudson's ear, and they're like, okay, now buy a dog. <laughs> Let the dog piss on this table. And they're like laughing at Starkle in the back room. If you think about it, this movie, like, you really could play the movie like that. Like, it's just a bunch of impractical jokers, yeah. like, sets. Because some of the shit that, like, she does in this movie is so, like... Out of pocket. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's it's fucking crazy what she does in this movie. Um, yeah. And I get it, because it's, it's riffing off of, like, the, you know, like, the cliches that are, like, and stuff that, like, men have with women thinking they're mm-hmm. like overly emotional and like all these things and uh it's it's playing off that like i get it but it's just like still fucking funny to like watch yeah i don't know like everything she does in this movie is like really amusing but then like the turning point of this movie like when you know like we mentioned when they go to visit his family i didn't expect that turn to like work as well as it did on me but like i was mm-hmm. like fully like hook line and sinker with that turn like i was so into it mm-hmm. yeah um i think that it also which i kind of feel this way like i don't think i talked about this in the 27 dresses episode and i don't mean to get too like deep but i feel like movies like this where it's like people like falling in love with like the subject of like like they're like a journalist or whatever um and then in the end they're like you used me or whatever like stuff like that Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really interesting how today it's almost like writers are almost like expected to like overshare about like their dating lives and like the trauma that they faced and stuff in order to be like successful yeah like I feel like that's like such a like trend like you always have mm-hmm. to like talk like openly about your mental illness and openly about your trauma stuff like that because like that's what people want to read yeah and people just like writing about their dating lives like without like the consent of the people that they're dating and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so I find it really interesting that this movie like obviously it's not like predicting like what would happen but like movies like this is like it's still kind of true like it's not really that out of the ordinary I feel like for something like this to happen like I doubt that like a journalist like a I mean I don't know like I don't work in journalism but I doubt like an editor is like no go date this man or you're fired but like you know it's it's like people are expected to overshare and overstep like boundaries and stuff like that in order to get ahead as a writer yeah and like you said like not to like look too deep into it but it has like that idea of like you know with all these things that like you uh all these like societal like kind of uh uh expectations so to speak that you have like Mm -hmm. it has the question of like obviously these things are bad but like does it like, I don't know, like, it, I like the question that yeah. asked about, like, how, like, much does it actually, like, I know it doesn't, like, matter, like, clearly it's like, all, all kind of bullshit, but, like, there's, like, this movie does, like, does find, like, some truth into it at the same time, and then it also, in the same breath, like, I don't know, like, it just finds, like, that middle ground of, like, being kind of, like, truthfully funny, but also, like, really poking fun of the absurdisms of, like, all yeah. the, like, questions that are asked and, like, those kind of, like, 
and the journalism stuff or like the oversharing and like but also like i feel like it came out around the same time as like those uh those kind of like gossip magazines or like those sex health magazines which i'm sure like still vaguely a thing that's yeah. definitely more like digital but like i feel like that was like a thing in the 2000s and uh yeah this and definitely is, like, kind like of, sex in the yeah. city like kind of like right popularized that i think like the idea of like a love and sex writer but what's their dating life like you know what i mean i definitely um, think this is a post yeah. this is a post uh sex in the city but also for the male perspective post like american pie rom-com mm. where like both parties are like have had like pieces of media that are like are openly about like sex but not like in a like uh, like so much of a raunchy way but just like in a way where it's just like the topic of conversation not so much that every mm-hmm. joke is like come dick you know it's just like mm-hmm. it's a topic you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's like the air of it and this is almost like a post rom-com about about that not so much about those specific subjects but about the response to that and that's interesting and yeah. i i don't know like i think that's kind of like why because again, when I started this movie, I, I didn't really have any preconceived expectations for like what it was going to be. I, I barely knew what it was about. I mean, I could gather something from the title that it was going to have some shenanigans in there, uh, but like I don't know. I I uh, I didn't know that it would be so much about all that, and I, I really enjoyed that. And I thought, but you know, that's going to the point of what I um, was saying earlier about like the turning point of this movie. Because I think Kate Hudson does so much, like, goofy shit in the first, like, two acts that, yeah. like, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, okay, I know a turn is going to happen where, like, they actually fall for each other. But yeah. I was, like, because up until a point, like, everything she has done so far has been, like, amusing. But I don't know how the movie is going to, like, pull it off to where mm-hmm. I, like, actually root for them to end up together. Because they're both, like, clearly not meant to be together they're not meant to be in a relationship period and they're both like kind of self-absorbed and kind of cruel i mean it's funny it's entertaining but i was like i don't know how the movie's gonna make me like buy that by the end yeah and i and with that being said it it just did i I don't know if it did it organically maybe it's i don't what the fuck is that song called like i want to love somebody like when they're like fucking playing that when they like leave in the, the house and like he's like teaching how to like ride the motorcycle that's uh, like rock oh, pump yeah. 101 yeah. that is like you're yeah. like that's how you fucking trick an audience into believing <laughs> like that's how you do it baby like that's what you do yeah <laughs> i mean it's it was like, like it's like it's like nora efron gulped Nancy Myers swallowed hard. Yes, how to lose a guy in ten days. We're ready to learn. <laughs> <laughs> well, or whatever, like, you know, like the yeah. You know, the theme, yeah. Well, it was like those three like classic rom com trips, like back to back to back, and it like fully worked on me where it was like or I would say four, because it's like you meet the family. Mm-hmm. Uh I might have the order of it wrong, but he meets they meet the family, she tries to ride the motorcycle, and then there's like the meet cute or like the cute of like the uh, he buys her like a snow cone and then like the water splashes on them from the truck mm-hmm. and then like there's like the bathroom scene yeah where they're like nice, uh, nice worst person in the world reference I know right I, I like to think that uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Trier director of worst person uh, was paying homage to one how to lose a guy in 10 days 
yeah. in that movie. But um, but which, by the way, is that like not the most intimate thing in any movie ever? That scene, like. Oh yeah, that's like in worst person in the world. Yes. Yeah, that scene made me lose my fucking mind. That I kind of want to rewatch that movie. I love that movie. I feel I feel like it would like destroy me if I like watched it again. <laughs> but remember, uh, like we were like texting about something, like something with the podcast, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm watching Worst Person in the World right now, and it was like three o'clock in the morning, and you were like, Why the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I watched that movie. I like I watched it um, in like the middle of an afternoon for the first time. And then I, I literally, mm-hmm. like, do you ever, like, watch a really amazing movie and then you just, like, go outside and you just, like, don't go on your phone and you just, like, think about the movie because the movie was that good? Yeah. That's the experience. I felt like that with, that with uh, women talking recently. Great movie. I was just, like, shocked by the end of it. It's really good. That, um... Yeah. Okay, not to, like, cre- not to credit, like, the one man in that movie, but, like, uh, that... <laughs> But oh, yeah, the Ben, ben Wishaw was incredible. Well, that like monologue that he has about like men and like the future of men is like yeah. I was like floored by that. I was like, oh my fucking god! I'm like Paddington, bro. Yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> you know what's up, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought that movie was great. Uh, what we're trying to say here, guys, is that there's a lot of great movies out there. Worst person in the yeah. world women talking how to lose a guy in 10 days there's a lot of great cinema out there that you can find if you just look hard enough yeah and the hard enough in question is the target five dollar bin paramount plus use your parents paramount plus that they have uh for watching yellowstone (laughs) and watch how to lose a guy in 10 days um okay listen my mom uses it for uh blue bloods Uh tulsa king uh csi miami and uh-huh. you're right. You're got well, not just Yellowstone, but also uh, 1883, whatever. Eight, yeah, 1892, uh, 1687, and uh, 1459-1449. Yes, she's, like, trying to act the part of, like, the crazy girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the funniest lines in a movie, I literally rewinded it, um, like, multiple times and watched it. But the part when she's, like, unpacking a box into, like, his apartment, she unpacks all of her CDs. She's like, Cheryl, Tori... Shined, Jewel, Fiona, Carly, the gang's all here. I literally laughed so hard because I'm like, this bitch is taking out her Fiona Apple CDs and like stocking his shelves with them. It's so funny. <laughs> and like, she seems genuinely happy. And I'm like, mm, I feel like she's like not playing the part here. Like, she's just like genuinely happy to be filling his CD his like stereo shelf with her like quote-unquote like girly cds because i'm like literally like girls nowadays like are like this is women music like in like (laughs) like you know like people are like fiona apple is for women like yeah you know 
It's just mm-hmm. so funny. Like, the idea that she's, like, taking over his apartment by putting her, like, Fiona Apple and, like, Cheryl Crow CD in there. Cheryl but, Crow. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. a very... That's very Zillennial. Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Carly yeah. Simon. Yeah. But, yeah, um... And then the part when she's like, oh, I don't eat meat. I literally bust out laughing because he's, like, obsessing over making this lamb. <laughs> I, yeah. See, I, that's I another reason. that entire, yeah. That's another reason why this movie is, like, good. Because the writing is, like, this feels like a very simple thing to do. But the more, like, shitty, like, Netflix rom-coms I see the more I realized, like, how good the writing for some 2000s rom-coms, like, actually were. But, like, I, I love, like, situational comedy. It's, like, so good. Like, especially, like, when it's, like, mm-hmm. actually as detailed as it in, in this movie. Because, like, the writing is so specific that it's, like, setting up things that you don't really quite know that they're setting it up for a gag. And then, like, it'll happen, like, 20 minutes later where, like, she'll yeah. come back with something, like, that he mentioned before. <laughs> And it's funny every time she does it. And it, that just goes to credit. I mean, I believe this is based off a book. So I, I guess that has also part to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't only uh, you know, credit the screenplay. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's super clever. Like, I, I think a lot of the situations yeah. in this movie are like so specific and so clever and uh, genuinely very funny. Like, I laughed out loud way more in this movie than I like thought I would. Um, yeah. And I will say, too, because I... I know Kate Hudson's kind of having a moment again right now after Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, cause I watched this not too long after Glass Onion came out. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, she's like amazing. Like she's really, yeah. really great. Um, like it, I, maybe it was like just that double whammy, but I was like, we really have been like taking her for granted. Yeah. Um, and Catherine well, Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Both, I did not expect this. Both, um, both in both movies. She um oh right right yeah she's um she's so baby faced in this she's she's I so like, she's so young. cute yeah um, um literally the first like five minutes I texted you yeah we gay keep scrolling I have that as a note she's just so like loving with her friends like she's yeah. just such a genuinely like like sweet character like Kate mm-hmm. Hudson is and like. For some reason, I don't remember what exactly the interaction was between her and her friends, but I was like, she was like flirting with Catherine Hahn, and I was just like, all right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I about like the like the next game or whatever. Right, right. Um, and also I'll say I I mean I'm a I like Matthew McConaughey. I think he's like usually really good in movies, even when he's just doing like his shtick. I think he's, like, really entertaining to watch. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know he's, like, kind of notorious in the 2000s for rom-coms. And I guess mm-hmm. I am just now noticing that I have not really seen any of them, I don't think. Like, off the top of my head, like, Fool's Gold, I know exists. Never seen it. I think that's another mm-hmm. Kate Hudson movie with him. Like, I think that was, like, their, like, reunion movie or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh... What's isn't like a girlfriend, ghost girlfriend's past or something, um, which yeah. I've never seen. Yeah, but I know that's like a rom com. Uh, Failure to launch, I know is one. 
mm-hmm. like a bunch of like notorious rom-coms that like I know the titles of, I know the basic premise, but I've never seen them. But that being said, like I know they've done like they do business. You know what I mean? Like that's like mm-hmm. if we were like our age and the two thousands, we would have been like all of that shit. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's like really endearing in this movie. Like he he plays the role pretty perfectly. Like yeah. I he's really like charming and like I, I like that he just like rides a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's just such a, like a rom com thing because he's like he's a rider and he doesn't care where he parks in the street and yeah. uh, he doesn't care if you give him a ticket. You know, it's just like yeah, I would, I don't know. you know what I was thinking? Like I was like I don't understand how people, like, ride motorcycles. Like, one, it's scary. And two, like, I feel like when people, like, park their motorcycles, it's like, what if somebody just, like, kicks it over? Like, you'd right. be fucked. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's, like, what I thought when he, like, parked his motorcycle. I know, but that's what makes him such, like, a bad boy, you know? Like, True. he doesn't yeah, care. I guess that, like, adds to the image of, like, driving a motorcycle. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't I, care if somebody kicks it over. He's like, I don't care if I die. <laughs> but, but like i like that scene where he's like when he's teaching her like how to ride the bike and he i forgot what exactly he says but he's like he's like you should get one of these because he's like think about it he's like you can park wherever you want he's like you, you don't have to wait in traffic you can like go you can like go around it mm-hmm. and i was thinking like i don't know if that's how that works but like mm, no <laughs> it's so, so funny um yeah. Like, I love that, that, I mean, even today, I think, like, having a motorcycle is a character trait <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. So, there's just, like, little things in these, these movies that, like, and not just this movie, but, like, movies like this. Mm-hmm. Where they have, like, he has a motorcycle, he loves basketball, he's a sports writer, like, it gives you, like, all these little things, and that's all you really have to know. You know? Yeah. Because you you can paint the image of his personality in your head based off those like three things and the same thing with her like she she goes to bars with the girlies she works for like a gossip help guide kind of magazine it's not really specific Mm -hmm. um kind of self-help ish and i don't know like i it doesn't like give you a lot of like deep information for like the first like hour or so of these characters but it's still like endearing to like watch them interact because i don't know like i I don't need substance with these movies. Like, I just need... Yeah. This is back in, like, the movie star days where they could just be hot, be charismatic, and get into hijinks with each other. And that's all you need. That's, <laughs> that's all, all you fucking need. That's all you need. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, it's, yeah. like, funny, too. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I really thought was like funny and like really fun was um I feel like a lot of her like playing like the like nagging like crazy girlfriend Mm -hmm. they did revolve around like making him miss the big game but I think the funniest part about it is that she was a massive Knicks fan too so the scene when she made him go to the vegetarian restaurant to miss the Knicks game that they were going to watch together, she, like, goes into the back and watches the game without him. And then, so, like, she's making him miss out, but, like, she doesn't want herself to miss out. Like, she, like, strategically, like, plans 
the sabotages so that like she doesn't miss the game <laughs> and like yeah. the thing with um where they were at the game and she made him go get her a soda and she makes him like leave the stadium <laughs> like in like the last like few minutes yeah. of the game yeah and yeah. also like it's just the... it's really funny because it's not like oh like the boys like <laughs> like he's gonna miss the big game but like she like strategically does it so that like she doesn't miss the big game it's very funny and also like the um the, like the little gag of uh what do you call it uh the diet coke yeah uh, like it's just like a little detail but like it's because isn't that like the last thing that she says to him like when he comes back with or like the the first time he comes back and she's like uh diet or something and he yeah. has to like run back the second time <laughs> and then she's like with it... a lime and then it's just an old man like working <laughs> the counter and has no idea what he's asking for. which like I don't know the last time you went to a basketball game, but like the stairs in those arenas are like fucking steep, yeah. and uh, it's yeah. fucking torture to like. That's why yeah. you like you get all your food when you go in, and you yeah. don't have to get up again unless you have to like go to the oh, bathroom. I'm very familiar with Madison Square Garden. It's it's a lot getting in and out of there. Yeah, I um. Yeah. By the way, I want to clarify the reason I said the Lakers earlier is because I'm like literally staring at my Lakers shirt across the room right now. <laughs> I I am aware that the Knicks are from New York. I just forgot. Uh, Informal, I was staring at the uh, a formal I, apology. <laughs> I was staring at the Lakers logo while I was talking. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I I think that's like a really funny like, like that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Like that entire sequence, it was probably the hardest i laughed when i watched it um but and yeah like what you're saying like about how she's secretly a fan and again that just goes to the point of like she's painting the picture of every like cliche that she knows about but also has like probably been perceived as in her life and she's like giving him exactly like that you know and i i think that's so clever because but then again he's hiding like the same amount from her and mm-hmm that's what makes it so like satisfying when they do like come together by the end is because like the whole movie. And I guess maybe that's why like the motorcycle and the bathroom scene are like so satisfying. Cause like mm-hmm. up until that point, you're like, you guys would be really good together if you guys would just fucking stop like yeah. for five seconds yeah. and yeah. like put away all this trivial bullshit. So that's why like when they kiss for the first time and they're like, that, that score is like paint playing like very faintly and they're mm-hmm. both like, wet, and I was like, Holy shit guys. Bro, I'm like, this is what movies used to be. Like, this is what fucking cinema used to be, man. <laughs> yeah. This is what we're um, missing. Dude, why the f- We don't have anything like this anymore. No, we really don't. Like, I, I liked The Lost City, you know, like, for what it was. Taking to Paradise was, yeah. like, okay, at best. Like, I thought I, I thought it was, like, fine, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no... Like, where where's this, you know? Yeah. Where, where's this? Like, I want to see two hotties yeah. making out in the bathroom and like having maybe vaguely sexist undertones but like who cares like that's why you pay the 12.50 for a ticket like that's why you go to the cinema like that's why i pay every month for amc a-list <laughs> buddy yeah if- it's there's just there's i know i'm definitely not the first person to say this there's no rom-coms anymore like there really aren't there really isn't no and like i mean i i get that like i don't know like with the netflix of it all because netflix is producing a ton of them Mm -hmm. only like one of them 
per year is good. And that's like being generous. You know what I mean? Nobody watches. I mean, people watch them, but like, you know, they're never like in conversation. The last like legitimately good Netflix rom-com, and I may be forgetting one, so I apologize if I am, but set it up. I really liked that movie. The Zoe Deutsch. Lynn Powell. Yeah, Yeah. good movie. Um, I could be forgetting something else. I probably am. But as far as Netflix goes, that was the last like one that I really enjoyed. I feel like every other one that I've given the benefit of the doubt to, or like that has yeah. even gotten like mildly good reviews, I've watched on Netflix and I've just been like, this isn't good. It's not, I mean, it's not like awful, but it's not like, it just doesn't like, it doesn't scratch that itch, you know? Like, yeah. it, and I guess now I'm realizing that if I need that itch scratched, I'll just go watch Matthew McConaughey movie or I'll go watch a Kate Hudson movie. Like I don't need to like yeah. look for something new as nice as it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, weirdly, I think uh, not weirdly, but like bros, I mean, bros. Okay. I, I really liked bros a lot. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's very self-referential though. Yeah. Um, but it is very genuine at the same time. So it's kind of, it's 50, 50 in that regard. Um, so I guess like what I'm talking about is just more like straightforward. Like, I don't need you to be self-aware. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. need you to tell me that, you know, the cliches, you know, like, yeah. I just need you to be hot. I need yeah, you to I be need fun. the, cl- you need the cliches sometimes. Like, yeah, and, enough of like, making fun of cliches. Lean in. <laughs> Lean exactly. Like, I don't. The thing is, like, you can make funny cliches, but don't tell me that you're making funny cliches. Like, don't... Like, I, I again, I liked Bros. I thought it was a funny movie. I thought yeah, it was Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I cried at the end. It worked for me. Yeah. This is not even really about Bros. I'm, I'm just using it kind of as a template. Moving mm-hmm. forward with rom-coms, I don't really need... If you have to, like, tell me, like, like kind of, like, look out at the audience and tell them, like, I know what you're thinking... I'm going to end up with this person. Like, don't do that. Like, I don't know. We're yeah. done. We're, we're, we're done. Like, just. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I actually have a rom-com recommendation. Because um, I was, I knew I had watched a good one recently, but I could not remember what it was. And I just remembered what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it has not come out yet. So you may have to wait. Like, a, I think I'm still like in two weeks, three weeks on Hulu. It's called Rye Lane. Um, it was what a Sundance it movie. Rye Lane, uh, R Y E mm-hmm. Lane. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of, I mean, it's really, it's everything we were just talking about, and I cannot believe I forgot about it. But it's like self-aware, but not like self-referential. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like you can tell it's very hyper-aware of like rom-coms. And uh, I think I read like an interview with the director after I watched it, where she was talking about um. Uh, how she was very inspired by like Richard Curtis comedies or like um, like America because it's a British movie, but she's very heavily influenced by like American rom-coms. And mm-hmm. you can tell like, watching it like it has like a very almost basic rom-com premise, but it's elevate like the best way I could describe the visual style of it is like Mirror on the Dying Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like imagine that and almost like the format of like a Before Sunrise but like the tone of like an American rom-com and mm. it's delightful. I loved it. Like I, I had such a good time. It's only 80 minutes too. It was so good. Perfect. Um, It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. I was laughing and it has 
maybe my favorite cameo in recent memory that I think Kira would lose her shit over. Um, you know, but... sometimes I'm just like, I should just write a rom-com. After watching um, this and, like, Dave Bautista's, like, statements, like, a few weeks ago, how he wants to be in a rom-com, I'm like, all right, so I'll, I'll fucking do it. I'll write a rom-com. Who cares? Yeah. I um, I would love to see him do that uh, a rom-com. Because yeah. he, he's, I mean, after, what do you call it? Um, uh, what's Knock at the Cabin. Uh, yeah. Not that that was indicative of a rom-com in any way, but it just showed his range, I think. Between yeah. that and Glass Onion, I was like, oh, yeah, like, for sure. Put him in. And he's, he's a cutie. Like, he's, he's... He's so cute. He's literally I feel, adorable. I feel like he would play a really good, like... Uh, you can pl- do like the okay. I'm like painting a Dave Bautista rom com right now. He's like a single dad who he go into with that premise where he doesn't think he can date because he's so like mm-hmm. bulky and mm-hmm. like specific looking, and he has like tattoos. Like put that into the narrative, like yeah. fully, like lean into that, and have well, like a love interest that has the same hangups and go from there. Yeah. Just do it. Ninety minutes. It's it, it's gonna get awesome. <laughs> like it's gonna be amazing. Like fucking do it. You know, maybe this is really fucked up. Like, I was, like, fully immersed in, like, Knock at the Cabin. And literally, like, I was getting warnings on my Apple Watch about my heart rate being high at a resting state every 10 minutes during that movie. Um, But when he was like, I'm a second grade teacher, I'm like, oh, imagine him being a second grade teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, what did he, there's, like, one line in the movie where he was, like, uh, He's like he was talking because he was talking about how he was uh, like the PE coach or whatever, and he was like, um, yeah. he said they're not very good at basketball, but if you heard their laugh, she wouldn't care. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the most terrifying character in a movie in like recent history. <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> here's the most like mild mild spoilers from Knock at the Cabin. So like, we had like a minute if you don't want to. It's not even really yeah. a spoiler, but yeah. I love that like that movie. He is like. He's such a, like, brooding presence, but he, like, never really physically hurts anybody, except for, like, maybe once. Like, yeah. he never really lashes out at the family. Like, he just, like, you he think... He's, like, scared at, and, like, hesitant yeah, to do it. Exactly. That's, like, what makes him so fucking good in that movie. Like, he has all the power, but he does, like... Even at the end, he does, like, not want to do it. He just fucking murks himself. Like, mm-hmm. I... Okay, so, uh yeah i i did spoil it after all but whatever <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's been a few weeks uh but you yeah. know yeah yeah uh great movie uh mm-hmm. Batista, great put him in a rom-com like mm-hmm. get his demands put him in everything um, yeah i feel like he would do really good like in a um god dude like a fox searchlight rom-com like make it like a 30 mil budget at most yeah. Just get him with like I don't know. Who 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 are we pairing him with? Like who who are we getting him with? Jenny Slate. <laughs> I think there's a big age. She's there. like the last person I thought of. <laughs> what? Not really. What? He's like in his fifties and she's like thirty something. Jenny Slate? Jenny Slate's like thirty five. I bet. Um, I'm willing to bet. Oh, she's forty. But still, I mean I don't care. That's at least 10 years. I don't care. 15. Yeah. There's a 15 year age gap. No, that's not. No, I don't know. 
I'm imagining. Let's. That would be cute. You know what? I hear Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn or. Uh, I, I was gonna say Julia Louis Dreyfus because I, I was thinking about um that movie that she did recently with James Gandolfini, which I guess mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remake that movie with Dave Bautista. <laughs> but um because mm-hmm. uh but you know what I'm talking about enough said. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's so good. It, it, it's so delightful. I I love that movie. If I'm not mistaken, that's James Gandolfini's last performance. And mm-hmm. uh, it it is such a warm, like good-hearted movie. Like I mm-hmm. I love that movie so much. And um, I, it's one of those movies that like it's not like amazing or anything, but like it goes in my mind like maybe once a month, and I'm like I want to rewatch that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's a good one. God, we just went on a rom com <laughs> deep dive. I love rom coms, tell- like. If I could just watch rom-coms, like, forever, I would. I, I see no reason why you can't. True. You're so right. Um, yeah, every movie we cover from here on out will be a rom-com. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I feel like we could do that. We could. We, we really, really so could. Many. Yeah, there's just so I, many. I don't see a reason why we can't do it at least once a month. Yeah. I think we could. We could. I think the the issue, though, is we've covered a lot of the ones we've had nostalgia for already. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to start picking stuff like this that neither of us have seen. And we don't have quite nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. We'd have to like kind of discover, almost. But that's yeah. not like an issue, so to speak. It'll just be like ones that we have nostalgia for seeing the um, like poster <laughs> for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I swear, like, I even aside from, like, because, you know, I was talking about, like, seeing this a Blockbuster or, like, Target or something. But, like, yeah. or, like, seeing, like, the cable ad for it. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure in, like, 2003, I definitely, like, saw the poster anytime I went to, like, my AMC. Like, mm-hmm. not that I have, like, the most vivid memories of 2003, because I was, like, a fucking five-year-old. But, um, yeah. like, I probably, like, when I saw, like, Finding Nemo or some shit, I saw the poster <laughs> for this movie. And I was probably, like two feet tall and I was like looking up at like Matthew McConaughey leaning on Kate Hudson <laughs> and I was like wow you know yeah. like little did I know 20 years from now <laughs> yeah you know I never really know like how I feel about Matthew McConaughey but then I watch like this or like mm-hmm. Magic Mike and I'm like yeah he's he's pretty great god he's so good at Magic Mike he, yeah. he's so good really um I uh God, I mean, I'm looking at his letterbox right now, and I mean, I'm not like I, I like that his his turning to dramatic work has been like mm-hmm. successful because I think Interstellar is like an amazing movie and he's fucking phenomenal in that movie. That like I don't want to take that. Would you believe me if I said I've never seen that movie? I would, and I think that's a grave <laughs> mistake because it's fucking incredible. But um, but then again, you didn't see it in theaters, so like I don't. Like, what are you gonna do? Watch it on your laptop? Like, yeah, like I yeah. on my iPad. Like, yeah, <laughs> movie born in <laughs> hell, and then you put on Family Guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I almost did that during Ant Man. I just had my iPad in my bag. I'm like, this movie long as hell. <laughs> did you watch? Uh, did you see that like TikTok of um, 
uh, is this guy who has like a fucking blubber fish, and he's like, and it has like that white girl voiceover. It's like he loves Family Guy, and then it's like this blubber fish like watching, like Family Guy. And this I think guy's I've seen that. Him. Yeah, it was so fucking funny. Yeah. It's like he the fish has like a goofy ass smile, like while he's watching it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's literally me. Um, <laughs> watching Family Guy. It's me watching. You kind of sounded like the TikTok voice. He said. He Wait, loves watching say? Family Guy. Yeah. 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 It's it, it's brain rot because I've just seen so many TikToks yeah. with that uh, voiceover <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, secret mm-hmm. talent, apparently. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his letterbox, though, because I, I mentioned, like, Failure to Launch. haven't seen her. Girlfriend's Past or Fool's Gold. Uh, the Wedding Planner. Have you seen that one? I have not, no. That's one we should really cover. Yeah, been, I feel like it's been JLo. Is that yeah, JLo, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Um, unless I'm mistaken, there's not really others. Like, I mean, that's not like a that's not a bad amount of rom coms. Like, that's quite a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, I thought there were more. Like I thought he had like at least ten, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. but uh because I'm looking at it, he has, like, a lot of, like, legal dramas. He has a lot of, like, sports movies. He had, like, a little run where he was trying to do, like, action stuff. Like, Sahara. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not, no. It's him and fucking Steve Zahn and Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> like, the weirdest mishmash of people. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. It's It was, like, a Dune for, like, dads in 2004 or 5 or whenever it came out. <laughs> I like vaguely remember. Like I'm pretty sure like Yeah, like I I cannot describe it to you. It's it's just a movie you have to experience, but like um it's it's just like him in the desert like doing action shit. I, I guess maybe his the mummy, mm-hmm. but there's no mummy. It's just like in the desert. Like it's not I don't know how to really describe it's it. It's just a guy. It's not even mm-hmm. really I mean it is sci-fi, but it's not like deep lore sci-fi. It's just kind of like bang boom, you know? Uh mm-hmm. I Okay, I'll be honest with you. I like. I'm pretty sure I watched like 40 minutes of that movie as a kid, and then I fell asleep. But I do remember <laughs> him and Steve Zahn in the desert, and Steve Zahn mm-hmm. was like, "No, I'm gonna get sand in my toes." And then McConaughey's like, "Ah, oh, shut up." <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Okay, this is very specific, but now that I just like reenacted that movie that I definitely do not remember, and I probably completely misinterpreted, um, mm-hmm. why can I now imagine Matthew McConaughey as Ben Gates' national treasure? Wow. Yeah, except he would take it, like, completely seriously. Yeah, but, like, I can like, see him, like... I mean, like, I well, Nicolas Cage takes it extremely seriously but that's like he he takes it so seriously that it goes like it, it loops back around into yeah. like exceeding parody <laughs> yeah. um but uh i agree but like i can just imagine him being like now this is the book of secrets <laughs> <laughs> now this here's the book of secrets He's like now you don't want to miss with page 47 like or whatever the fuck um <laughs> i'm gonna kidnap the president of the united states of america please do not take that clip out of context millennial canon listen 
Um, yeah, I don't know who's gonna who's gonna edit that. Who's <laughs> gonna like? Uh, yeah, right. they're gonna like dox you or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna have use you seen... that to like go against us. Have you seen those um Joe Biden AI TikToks? No, they're I've fucking... been avoiding TikTok at all costs. Why? It's like we're like in the renaissance right now it's like incredible anytime i open tiktok it ruins my life like literally anytime i open tiktok i'm on there for hours and i never get off of it for days i mean i get it but it's so funny i (laughs) anyways (laughs) how to lose a guy in 10 days i uh this movie's good, guys. I don't know. It, this is a good one. Yeah. I I even like um, at the end when they're both singing "You're So Vain." Uh, yeah. Like on stage, like that's so like that's so pure. That's like rom com. Like that's like that's quintessential. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Um, the 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 chasing of the taxi on the motorcycle. Like, come on. Classic. I Come love uh, the most New York thing ever is uh, I'm pretty sure the cab driver calls her like a broad. He's like this broad. I don't know what she's doing. I like when um he's like, complaining and he's like, hey, buddy, keep the meter running. And then like uh, <laughs> just like such like a fucking New York's rom-com. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I love but that's like like is it really a rom-com if he doesn't like chase her down? Before she like goes to the airport or some shit. Like I thought that they were gonna have a big moment at like a Knicks game at the end, and I was like, nice train wreck reference. (laughs) That would have been great. Um it's really sad because I like don't like Amy Schumer, but like that movie's so good. Oh, it's so good. I think mostly um I love that movie. I will literally watch that entire movie just to see Bill Hader crying over a Billy Joel song at the end. It's so I'm like, good. wow. Nice self-insert fan fiction <laughs> for me. <laughs> hey, it's a good movie. I um It's really good, yeah. It's really, really good. Uh but yeah, I uh I overall, I gotta say, this was way better than I expected it to be. Um yeah. And uh, so maybe my uh, my girlfriend knows what she's talking about when it comes to recommendations, because she's always like mentioned this movie to me and it uh, it took me a while to watch it with her. But uh, I'm glad we did because it was great. And uh, yeah, I, and I think this has opened my eyes to the idea of us doing even more rom-coms moving forward, because yeah, especially ones yeah. that we haven't seen. Hell yeah. I mean, next week, not to spoil it, but I haven't, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I haven't seen next week's movie yet, so that'll be I'm fun. I'm very excited. Very, very, very excited. It's not really a rom-com, though. It's more of just a comedy. It's like a girl movie. Yeah, it's a bestie comedy. Can't wait. I'm down for yeah. it. I guess it could be gay. <laughs> Anything can be From gay if you, like, look... Yeah, Anything's true. gay if you like look at it long enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. Alright. Is that it? Well, uh, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't know. I 
<laughs> uh, I don't think I have any more notes. I mean, like we always say, if it's a good movie, it's difficult to talk about it because it's just yeah. good. You know, it's they have great sword. chemistry. Like, a lot of fun. The Catherine Hahn therapist scene was very funny. Yeah, that um, was good. Yeah. The the poker scene was funny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Her I, I name like is the... Andy Anderson. Like, come on. Come on. Oh, that's such a rom-com name. Uh, yeah. There's, like, such an assort... Like, his boys in this movie are, like, such... Like, fucking Thomas Lennon, Adam Goldberg. Like, just, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, like, bro, that's, like, 2004 for real. Like, come on. Like, hell yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I, I I truly think I was 25 at the wrong time. Like I I should have. <laughs> I was born in the wrong generation, in my opinion. Just 10 years too late. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, good movie. Uh, thank you, yeah. Victoria, for uh, I mean, truly, I guess, thank you, Victoria, for for this yeah, one. Yeah, thank you, Victoria. Because I <laughs> I would not have watched it without <laughs> her, and I, I don't, and you wouldn't have, and we wouldn't be here so yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah we wouldn't be here today if it weren't for victoria <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you queen thank you queen uh i say that every day um but uh, <laughs> adam thinks that all women are queens okay i mean that's i listen i watch magic mike xxl like everybody else okay i learned my lesson in 2015 I, uh, you sat your your man ass down and listened. <laughs> I really did, honestly. I I, I truly <laughs> change as a man when I when I watch yeah. that movie. The third one Listen, taught me a lot as well, but the second one truly redefined yeah. my life. It's about uh, women getting what they want, Asking but also women what they want and give it. But, to them. but how men uh, that can be fun sometimes. It can it, you can just be a boy. You can just be a dude. Yeah. Kind of what I was mentioning earlier about it just being primal. Like, sometimes you're just going to be with the boys and go on a road trip. Hang out. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what, it, that's what it's like. And, God, crash your car, like... and Flu- Fluffy is driving your car and he crashes the car and then you have <laughs> it's a frozen yogurt truck. You have Bro. no way to get to a competition in Miami and then you get to Miami, you do it's barely a competition, you just perform and then Fluffy shows up and the truck is fixed, there's just no conflict in the movie whatsoever and then yeah. they play the song All I Do Is Win, 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 No oh Matter God. What and the song, like, the movie just ends. Literally the best movie of all time. <laughs> I, like, I fucking, I'm not even like that being is the best movie like... ever made. Like I, <laughs> I think it is like one of the best movies, if not of like the 2010s, like it's of so all good. time. Like, yeah. I um, I this the scene in that movie that always gets me is when they go to like the milfs with a uh, God, what's that one? Andy the main McDowell. one. <laughs> like, Andy McDowell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the entire milf scene is like the a milf. fucking yeah, yeah. Um, the yeah. fucking like the plight of Joe Manganiello, like who he just has too big of a dick like it's just like yeah fucking masterfully (laughs) like cinema like i fucking love we need everybody to watch magic mike xxl immediately just turn off the podcast (laughs) i mean watch the whole trilogy because i love all three movies uh last dance is good actually by the way it's so fun um i had a great time with it i almost like fought an old woman the other day 
because I was saying that Magic Mike was a very good movie. And I was like, all the movies are really good. And she was like walking past me. She like overheard me telling somebody and was like, huh, yeah, really? I'm like, yes, they are actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck her. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Even if you've already seen them, rewatch the Magic Mike trilogy. Do it. Do it for me. Do it for <laughs> and us. And how to lose a guy in ten. <laughs> and how to lose a guy in ten days. And go to a next on game on Paramount and, Plus. Yeah. And stream stream the next game on wherever you watch basketball. Where where does basketball play? Well, like on TV. Yeah, I mean like ESPN. It, ESPN. Um, if you're in Florida, if you're if you're dirty like me, if you're nasty, uh, you got Bally Sports, you got Fox Sports Florida. Um, sometimes on holidays oh. it plays on ABC. Uh, mm. y- you can find uh, <clears throat> Reddit forms uh, with links. Uh, but uh, yeah, you like basketball, don't you? I love basketball. Yeah, I remember. It's like the that. only sport that I like. Yeah, I like going I, I to think... Nets games, um, Brooklyn Nets games, just because okay, I like their color scheme, and they yeah. play like Beastie Boys and Jay Z, and they have really good food at the stadium. Um, sometimes that's all that matters. It, it really <laughs> is. Um, I can confirm that. Uh, yeah. I love stadium popcorn, and honestly, the 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 joke about the getting the drink order right, it, it really is so essential. And they straight up do not have lids at most places. Like they, they mm-hmm. really do not or have straws. lids. Yeah. So like yeah. they're they're kind of onto something in this movie. It's kind of amazing yeah. that nothing has really changed. Like yeah. in all these years. Um which and also this last <laughs> thing I'll say. I I'm just going off this point. But like, can you think of a <laughs> venue more like then can you think of a venue that needs uh lids and straws more? than a fucking basketball arena. Like, they need it even more than, like, movie theaters do. They need it more than any other place does. Get lids. Get straw. Because it's fucking noisy. There's there's crowds. There's, like, you you steep stairs. Come on. Like, you get a hit in the face with a ball. Like, come on. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? You can find me at uh, the next game, uh, getting my girl's drink order right, because we communicate. <laughs> and also on uh, Twitter at Adam underscore not Adam thinks that women are queens. I, hey, like I said, I learned from the best, the best being Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon, on Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews. Um, subscribe to, I don't know, us on Apple. I don't even think it tells us, like, subscribers. It, yeah. It doesn't. Just, it's always infuriating yeah. me. Just yeah. listen. Listen. <laughs> Make sure you listen. Hi, guys. And we have another, we have another fun um. one coming next week. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>